Ashish, did you know memory foam was made for astronauts? Yeah, I, I did the research too. <laughs> Damn, okay. All right. okay. All right, so here we are on episode 19 of the Candor Beach podcast, and today we're going to talk to you about the space obsession. The stylish red we start beyond the memory foam factoid. Yeah, I mean, so so we're going to uh, have a, you have separate discussion, right? You have a, se a separate perspective about uh, the, the space, and I have a separate perspective. Um, first, me, I think it's going to be the next frontier, you know, in mm -hmm. for the investors, and it's going to be the next frontier for war. You know, like, uh, countries want to start fighting wars in space, and um, we're going to discuss a few parts about it, how it's going to happen. But uh, but investor-wise, I think it's it's the place where new innovation is going to come in. Like if you look at it, of course, we uh, we just spoke about the memory foam. You know, certain new inventions happened. So uh, from what we're saying time. is, so what we're saying is, with respect to space, we're we've got two things: countries go into space for defense mm. and for innovation. And yeah. I would add to that. I would add to that by also saying general exploration because we want to know more about the the world the universe that we live in yeah all right so let's start with the innovations what innovations have carried forward and to give you a quick preamble there is the whole like why was formula one cool why why did people invest in formula one it wasn't just a marketing gimmick uh beyond marketing there was also how innovations that, that were made in Formula One, like when Ferrari came up with uh, the paddle shifters, that was something that was brought on to on-road commercial week, not commercial, like consumer grade, I don't know what to say, it's civilian grade vehicles. Like our everyday vehicles have paddle shifts now. Um, automatic suspension was something that was built for Formula One, ironically is no longer used in Formula One, but has made its way to uh, the streets. So similarly, with respect to innovation, that's uh, helped countries explore space. Those innovations have eventually trickled down. Silish, beyond memory foam, what, what comes to mind? So what comes to mind is first, uh, Internet of Things. So Internet of Things, you know, like how they have uh, the thermostats, which are connected to the internet. Everything which is connected, you you have uh, irrigation systems which are connected to internet. They all started with NASA connecting their astronauts using Wi-Fi. You know, like their suits were um, connected to, you know, like a uh, the base internet, and the internet was uh, controlling these uh, and monitoring these uh, suits. So these, uh, so Internet of Things was originated from. Uh, NASA research, which trickled down into civilian space. So now can I clarify that a little bit? The internet as a concept is just how one, like you have a conversation across, like it's an exchange of information. So there mm -hmm. are if then triggers, like if something happens, then you can affect, or you can you can bring up uh, bring out an effect, and that is a very dumbed down version of how Internet of Things works. But please go ahead. Yeah. It's it's uh it's uh both uh you know um Internet of Things is basically you send a signal and you have a feedback and you actually checking if everything's working right. 
the same thing with irrigation systems, right? So you have drip irrigation systems, which which is controlled um, by uh, you can control it with your phone. It's it's able to happen because of internet right now. So you can literally sit here and and start irrigating your uh, you know uh, agricultural free from here. That's that's another internet of things. Another major tool was dustbuster. You know, like you can vacuum your car with that little uh, vacuum cleaner, which has the handle bar, handle, and you can vacuum your car. That originated for drilling. You know, they they wanted to drill moon rock, and once they drilled in, uh, they were looking for uh, to collect the moon rock deep inside the drill. So that that was the idea, which actually created dustbuster. So there are cordless technologies as well. Yeah, these are all new technologies which started um, in space exploration. You know, like this is the this is the era which is actually going to take off and create new technologies. You know, these are a few examples we we're just talking about. Right. So there are other examples that we could cite, like tracking eyes, like the the laser that was that is used to track your eyes when you're uh, getting a LASIK surgery done. Mm -hmm. um, scratch resistant lenses that came up from wanting to make sure that astronaut visors aren't damaged. Um, photovoltaic cells, like India recently launched uh, a, a mission to the sun through Aditya, I think was it was what the satellite Aditya was called, the probe. Yeah. Um, so that's going to make use of photovoltaic cells to make sure that it continues to get solar energy and harnesses solar energy. Water filtration was another thing that was used. The smartphone cameras, MRIs, CAT scans. There are a bunch of innovations that have come from uh, our exploration of space. Yeah, Gopro, GoPro was uh, one of the biggest uh, things was GoPros. GoPro was designed by a NASA scientist. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. All right, so beyond innovations, you mentioned defense. What is the defense hazard? So so if you look at it, every country. So after, first it was Trump. Trump actually created Space Force. So when he created it, everybody was like completely useless. What is the reason? But then post that happened, China and Russia did the same. They have their own perspective, you know, respective uh, uh, space forces. The reason you you uh, the reason major reason for this is let's say you have your own satellite as a country, and as Russia comes in and just blows up your satellite, your entire communication system is down. So in the middle of war, if you can take down a satellite, that's a big deal. Russia actually did this. Russia had a you know like a used uh, old satellite which was lying down and they uh, they sh um, they shot it down with uh, pinpoint accuracy so that was another major thing which uh, you know it's a provocation of war it, it shows that you are able to blow up another country's satellite in the middle of war which is Basically, that's what happened, right? Ukraine, the entire satellite system went went down, and Elon Musk had to come up and uh, said he said I'm going to put up uh, uh, the entire uh, Starlinks for you. So that actually helped Ukraine sustain the war till now. It, they would have crumpled if Starlink doesn't exist. Absolutely, like no communication, yeah. no TikToks, educating the West about 
I mean, Ukraine also leveraged fake news, right? That the one yeah. phantom of uh, the phantom of Kiev, I think, was what uh, they created. Yeah, they leveraged social media and to good effect because you have they managed to rally Western support specifically to uh, aid in the war effort against Russia. Another another uh, thing about the war perspective is China. I think it was uh, four or five months ago. Uh, they mm-hmm. did. Uh, they they actually launched a hypersonic missile, and which actually glided all over the world and came back. And the American, uh, you know, systems, you know, the Pentagon, nobody could detect it. The only way they found out was when China said they did it, and they had these data and you know entire thing posted online. That's when they got jolted and they started doing the hypersonic research. Now almost every country is doing it. China, uh, China is the uh, the lead in it. Now Russia, America, India also has a hypersonic missile program. Right. So what can countries do to combat this beyond all rushing to space? There are four countries that have made it to the moon, right? Like China, Russia, mm-hmm. uh, the U.S., and uh, now India. Um, mm-hmm. You have the Artemis Accord that uh, Donald Trump had had signed. I believe he launched it. I believe so. Um, the, you, Japan the is Artemis also on, Japan is doing the uh, the Moon Sniper program right now. Oh, what is that? What is uh, that? It's another you know moon exploration by uh, Japan. Another country actually uh, shooting for moon. Okay, Artemis start date December 2017. Yeah. So, so within within Trump's reign. Mm. That's that's funny. Like I wouldn't have imagined him to be so focused on and that just could be my uh, lack of knowledge, but I wouldn't have imagined him to be so oriented towards space. No, no, he he started Space Force. He was he was very um forward thinking about Space Force and everybody made fun of him for that, but he had that vision to look forward about Space Force. He knew the next, uh, see if you, if you, the next, if you look at the history, right? So previously back in the day, what, how did we fight wars? Uh, you know, mostly on land, you know, large group of armies fighting and whoever had the bigger army had a, you know, uh, had an advantage. So after that happened, you have the British, which actually, um, you know, the were naval, able to conquer the naval supremacy. World, naval supremacy. So, so even now you have world the naval, America holds the naval supremacy because you have what uh, eight or nine, um, you know, aircraft carriers. So they can send a fleet, two or three fleets, wherever they want, and they won't be affected at all. So that's naval supremacy. But then the the next one comes up is air supremacy. So if you want um, if you want eyes in the air, you you sending your army and you have you you're gonna have uh, you know air support. Without air support, nobody fights. Even Amer- America, you know, needs hundred percent of air support for them for their uh, you know army and artillery to move in. So there was this Hindi movie the... called Border that came out, I think, in the in the nineties, mm. and I think the Air Force came in and saved the day. So I completely yeah. get what you're saying. So, so that's the third one, right? So now the last frontier is the space. So, in for all this to work, you need the satellite. 
you take down the satellite, the entire country grows crippled. Sure. Yeah, so every even even what do you call F thirty five, F sixteen, everything works on the satellite communication. So for so now they have space force to actually defend your satellites, and on top of it, you know potential war, war capabilities. So ICBMs is back in the day. Now it's hypersonic missiles. ICBM has to go all the way up and has to come down, so they can actually it can shoot be it intercepted. Down. Yeah. Yeah. So they can easily intercept it, but uh, hypersonic just goes this way, you know. So you cannot you cannot intercept a hypersonic missile. It's way too quick. You don't have enough of reaction time to intercept a hypersonic. Right. It, it almost sounds like quant trading to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So so we've discussed defense. We've discussed space exploration. What about exploring the rest of the world? Like, why would universe? Pardon me. Like, what are the advantages uh, about of re of uh, exploring, say, planets like Jupiter or Mars? Two major things. First is, let's say, if you're exploring, so there is this um, uh, Kepler uh, telescope, right? So, which actually, you know. Um, is identifying um, life on different, um, what do you call, galaxies or in the same galaxy, different planetary systems. See if we can actually reach there. Um, mm -hmm. Because if you, according to Einstein, if you're able to reach speed of light, time stops, right? So. He so, did not say that. Yeah, if, if, you, if, if you are able to achieve speed of light, Time stops. Oh, I I, yeah. I I knew about time dilation. I wasn't sure. Like I'm, time stopping was not something that I was uh, aware of. But all right, maybe. Yeah, well, well uh, I'll I'll uh, attach that article for you. Um, time and, dilation, and right? Like there's heavy time dilation. Yeah, no, uh, I understand the time dilation, but if you You're let's say time stops. The, that's the hypothesis. When you when you reach speed of light, so if you are traveling at the speed of light, which is impossible, so time stops that uh, at that perspective. So when you travel, so okay. so so another thing is first, you know, actually being able to find light on a different planetary planetary system. And the second is, you know, for mineral ex uh, exploration. So let's say uh, an asteroid has this enough gold and we can actually uh, go, uh, you know, mine some gold in the asteroid, you know, or wait, like if you look at, uh, you know, uh, asteroid mining is one of the major things. Certain, there are actually a startup company, companies in uh, Silicon Valley, which are actually trying to do asteroid mining. So that is another major thing. Let's say you have an asteroid and you want to go mine gold, you know, and if it's a commercially viable, uh, you know, project, it's totally possible. Just so everybody knows gold is, was, has not originated on Earth. Gold yeah. came to Earth through, from an asteroid. So yeah, that would yeah. be fascinating. I mean, the, you know, the exploration can also lead to new you know, new uh, uh, elements, you know, complete and new elements which can be put on the periodic table, which don't exist so on fun. Earth. Yeah, so fun. Yeah. 
So, so that's another the lunar mission. Thing, the lunar mission. People were talking about how we could use uh, with respect to the Chandrayaan and how Chandrayaan 3's uh, rover landed in the South Pole. There were conversations about how you could have hydrogen and oxygen. Like if we discovered water, that could be used to the hydrogen and oxygen could be used to create fuel to further launch uh, launch exploratory missions from the moon to the rest of the universe. Yeah, so then, if you have water already on that planet, all you have to go just make sure you have everything. You go there, refill water, and split it. And from there, you can come back to Earth. So you don't have to carry the payload. Doesn't have to be too much from uh, from Earth itself. So the same, a similar thing. You know what uh, SpaceX is doing? It reuses its rockets, right? So you can just go, fill it up with water, split it, and re refuel your uh, you know uh, fuel, and come back. Nice. I was also thinking that with respect to uh, uh, solar probes, I, I forget the name of this one probe, uh, but it, it moved in to the chronos level of the sun. The sun has three mm -hmm. uh, layers. Mm -hmm. um, the What are the three layers? The chronosphere? I forget. That's embarrassing. The sun's layers. The photosphere, the chronosphere, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the photosphere is the surface of the sun. The chromosphere is the uh, the chromosphere is the middle layer, and the corona is the outer layer. And what science has not been able to explain just yet is how the corona is much much hotter, like half a million degrees centigrade, mm. uh, than the photosphere, which is just about three thousand Kelvin, uh, three thousand uh, centigrade or so degrees centigrade or so. Yeah. Uh, they're using water to cool down specific aspects of this probe. Like the, the there are instances where so the solar the photovoltaic cells that absorb solar energy, considering that it is close to the corona or within the corona, those voltaic cells would burn. Is the is why they decided to make sure that it would be shielded for the most part, and they just yeah. have. They just have the smallest bits sticking out, and these bits are cooled using water. So I can't so imagine the sort of thought. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, a lot of people, what they don't know, um, I think they know too, um, is the solar panels are actually work with the light and not the heat. Yeah. So the more the light, it's better for you, but also the heat destroys the panel. So I think the, what, what I'm adding on to your point is uh, water actually has to cool down the heat for the light to penetrate and give the energy for the, the, the probe itself. Right. So who knows, like whatever we discover uh, in the galaxies, in, the, in our universe might help us further space, space exploration in general. I mean, space exploration, think about this uh, idea, right? So if we just stepping back towards the war perspective. So let's say you have, um, you know, let's say you have a space station or a satellite, right? Um, and the satellite moves 
into the enemy uh, territory and just launches a um, you know um, a projectile at at a you know very high speed. That can that is way more powerful than ten nuclear bombs. So and that doesn't you won't even know there won't be any you know explosion. It's just pure energy. You can literally destroy an entire island with just projectile speed. I don't know what to say. I mean, that's a that's a military perspective. So just to protect yourself, every country, um, you know, have to protect themselves from. You so know, we're protecting like, ourselves using deterrence. We aren't protecting ourselves by setting up defense per se. Like defense mm -hmm. isn't defense. Defense is actually counter offense. Yeah. It's ironic, I, mean, I guess. Like. Uh, I, I disagree partly on that. So if you look at it, defense is can be defense uh, because if you bring in on drones, right? They are a laser point. They are there is uh, actually uh, American different uh, Department of Defense actually is developing lasers to to disintegrate the drone systems. So if it if the drone actually flies on your airspace the laser can take it down because sometimes you cannot even, you know, they, the, these drones can go up to like 40, you know, 40, 50,000 feet where you cannot even target a missile. You cannot lock the missile on it and just, you know, self-lock it and send it in because it's it can evade, evade it. But a, a laser, you cannot evade a laser. I will take your word for it. There was a there was there was this uh, YouTube video that I saw recently about how uh, there was a drone that was piloted by a human being and a drone piloted by AI, and AI did not know the map of the fields that it was going to have to traverse through. The AI bought one. So sure, you could have your lasers, but I don't know how good AI is or how good AI is going to. Be with respect to navigating drones. I don't, if you could create a, a shield, a force field of sorts that could protect the country, that would be fantastic. Uh, why I was now talking about like Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah, you could say that <laughs> Deadly Hallows. You had that force field. I yeah. was thinking when when we were talking about defense being counter offense, I, I guess there isn't much choice there, right? Like you had the shield, which was primarily used as defense and the spear or a sword that was primarily used uh, for the offensive. Today you have missiles. Everything's largely missiles. You don't invest as much in shields because you, it's basically like I, you have deterrence, right? Like I have nuclear power, you have nuclear power. Therefore, you are unlikely to attack me because I might launch my missiles. That's the argument with North Korea as well, right? And there is a basis for white blood cells as well. Like white blood cells, it isn't white blood cells within your body. They don't act as they are your defense mechanism, but they go and try and kill uh, foreign bodies. That's the okay, point. Then, uh, to counter your argument, what about the Iron, Dome of, uh, Iron Dome of Israel? That is totally defense. I was talking predominantly around the world. Like, Okay. Most of it is counteroffensive. Yeah, yeah, Not of course. Most of it, most of it, you basically go take over and just slaughter everything up. 
Yeah, I mean, you could say nuclear bunkers are also defensive. There is no counteroffense there. Right? You're not spending millions or, sorry, billions of dollars every year on shields. You're spending them on missiles and helicopters. Yeah. And I agree. So, I mean, if we come back to um, what, 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 what's your perspective on scientific, um, you know, uh, exploration uh, with uh, space? I think a certain segment, a certain sector is going to continue to explore it. Like NASA, uh, I believe, uh, I, f I forget the countries in the uh, Artemis Accord. Uh, let me look that up really quick. There are a set of countries that are going to be moving forward with uh, sharing information, but then I think people care about it primarily because it's in the news right now. It's going to die out. It's not like people are going to be space obsessed. Unless you are talking about individuals that TikTok, I mean, the TikTok incentives of where they're incentivizing or TikTok's equivalent in China incentivizing Chinese kids to work on becoming astronauts, whereas you will have a dance obsessed race on the other side of the world. I, I, I think that space exploration is important, but it's not going to make, uh, it, it's not going to make a lot of headway anytime soon. You know, I have, um, I have like this pipe dream. What if we find a super, uh, you know, room temperature superconductor in space exploration? You know, so the like the 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 one they tried to imitate LK99. You know, something like that. You know that what, if we're able to find something like a, a superconductor, in you or we're able to our research with uh, space research lead to something like a, a room temperature and uh, you know room pressure like normal atmospheric pressure um, superconductor. That'll be like a game changer. I agree. With the principle of semiconductors to begin with, uh, I, I know you're talking about superconductors and that is entirely mm. different. Uh, there is the principle of electron doping. I don't know whether that is necessarily going to be something that we can find uh, in outer space. But yeah, fingers crossed. No, no, no. I'm not saying outer space. Like that is one part and you have... Oh, a consequence uh, of innovation from for exactly, for, for space exactly. exploration. All right, I understand. More I, like it is deduced to you know civilian use. Maybe like like accidents. Accidents have helped us tremendously yeah. over the several years. Was an accident, bro. What was it uh, about exactly? I was thinking Viagra, honestly. Because <laughs> I'm talking, you know, like, uh, the, the penicillin was created by an accident. It was so the guy you know, who, who the you know the pen, uh, created penicillin, the antibiotic. Uh, so mm. he left his lab, and you know, and he comes back, and next day the entire bacteria dies because the fungus is eating it up. And he he and the fun uh, that that's what's called penicillin natatum. So that's where it comes from, penicillin. So it was an accident. So a lot of stuff can you know can be created through accidents. So 
All right, that's an interesting pipe dream. So long as this accident doesn't kill the human race. <laughs> we are good. Hopefully not. <laughs> All right. All right, so. Well, closing thoughts? I'm going to leave that to you. <laughs> You're no, clearly I, uh, more better researched on, on this than I am. Go for it. Um, closing, I, I would just say, you know, like, um, I would say tech, especially uh, like tech perspective, um, space exploration going to, you know, bring back a lot of stuff back for us. You know, just if you look at India, India is doing uh, space missions way cheaper, like pennies on the dollar compared to what America is doing. So um, the money, uh, the money perspective is also going to help out. See, when you say money, that's a very, very loaded statement, considering there are conversations about 85% of the world's population dropping the US dollar. You don't know what the yeah. value of that currency is going to be. So sure, considering present value. In the, in the short term, in the short term, like I would say in like, for example, India's Chandrayaan costed less than interstellar. So, which is yeah. way, you know, it, it is even even Elon Musk comes down, the guy who actually created reusable rockets, that guy comes down and says, oh, my God, this is actually way cheaper. And India is able to reach and able to do these space missions and on pennies on a dollar. So, which is, you know, so which also brings into the perspective that we can bring in, uh, you know, like space tourism way cheaper than other companies like India itself. Perhaps I see it, it brings to mind a few things. One is the value of the INR versus dollar, the the per capita income here, how much you need to pay for expertise for a certain level of expertise here in India versus uh, abroad. That that differentiator in itself is going to be massive. Second, I would say that yeah, I'm talking about uh, purchase power parity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a huge difference. I understand expertise is expertise at the end of the day. But then while Elon Musk has made reusable rockets, he's not the only person who has reusable rocket technology today. You have mm -hmm. uh, you have people pioneering new sorts of launches, as an example. Uh, there is one company that's I've there's one company that's working on uh, launching rockets through, uh, not through the propulsion oh, system that currently circle. exists. Yeah. yeah. Speed it up and just take off. Yeah. 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 I forgot that. yeah. Projectile rockets. Yeah. You have that. You have new forms of reusable landing systems being uh, invented. I think those are things that are, those innovations are things that are going to really drive the conversation forward. Remember we had this um, we said, uh, what if we have um, rockets like bullets? You just shoot a rocket up, you know, like. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I think we had this convo a long time ago, man. You know, I, I don't know if you remember it, but we had this convo. What if you, you know, design a rocket, put it in, in, a, in like a gun, and just shoot it up 
uh, and it'll have enough velocity to have like escape velocity. Spin launch. What we were trying to uh, yeah. What we spin were trying launch, to yeah. talk about was spin launch. <laughs> yeah. That's the projectile which takes off. That, that's the same concept. Like what they have is the similar concept. So what they're trying to do is is to overcome the escape velocity, right? So we are trying to do the my idea. I think we discussed it previously. I don't know if you remember, but then it's just uh, you know put put the rocket in a gun and shoot it. You know, so it had the same amount of escape velocity to you know to leave the the gravitational force of the Earth. Okay, Einstein. Just a little Shoot bit. You know? Closing thoughts. <laughs> well, uh, I've heard of you know they use uh, our, our planet orbits to slingshot uh, satellites. I know we discussed that, but a gun. Uh, all right, cool. <laughs> thank you for thank you for attending a very strange episode, and we'll see well, you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Bye.